0: Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Starter Diary podcast. In this episode, it's very tactical, so we advise you to pull over, get some time. This is probably a 25, 30-minute show, but you're going to need an hour because what I want you to do is pause it throughout and make some notes. This is setting you up ready so you understand 19 different marketing channels and how you can use them in your business to make an impact. This can be a two or three-parter. Enjoy. <music>
1: hey guys and welcome to episode 272 of the startup diary i'm harrison Mudge, and i am with my co-host adam callow hey guys i want to try and bring some energy because i went uh, a little bit somber then you, you did you really did uh harry i was really what? focusing on how it was sounded <laughs> that's
0: just <weird. laughs> I was focusing on, I need a coffee. See, I, I was the yawning. Headphones. I headphones, just like to listen to I snap, I, It sounded that odd, that mid yawn, I thought, what, what's he doing? And that's how I check out, like, he looks very serious right now, let's bring some energy. Harry, what are uh, talking about on today's episode of the Started to Dry podcast?
1: Today, we are talking about 19 marketing channels you need to know about. And this is part
0: of a series. We don't know how many parts are gonna be on this because we don't know, <laughs> one, how well it's gonna be received and how much detail we're gonna go into. But I'll give some context, and then we'll get into the rest of the show. Guys, this show is all about you actually taking some action off the back of it. We're going to go through 19 different channels that you need to know about, and these are from a book called Traction. And that book was written by Gabriel Weinberg. He's actually the founder of a search engine that's trying to compete with Google uh, called DuckDuckGo. And it's all about... doesn't quite roll
1: off the tongue as as well as Google. I
0: quite like it. Oh, just
1: DuckDuckGo it.
0: It's a good point. Duck it. Go duck it. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> Gabriel, you fucked mate. I ain't gonna catch on. <laughs> You're never gonna become a verb. Um, he actually did this. It's all about privacy. So he doesn't. He doesn't sort of. Uh, he's not doing a data player, a privacy player. It's a search engine anyway. Uh, so he wrote a book called Traction because obviously he's got a massive nut to crack. He's trying to build a new search engine to compete with Google. What's that laugh for? It's just his
1: massive nut that he
0: needs to crack. <laughs> Come on, Harrison. So. During this book, he talks about a couple of things and I, I highly recommend you go and grab the book. It's something that sort of um, helps me shape how we run our marketing campaigns. And during that book, the whole premise of the book is as a startup, as a young company, you have a limited resources and it's trying to work out where do you spend your money in the highest impact area to achieve your highest amount of customers or awareness or whatever you're trying to achieve. So. What we're going to do over the next few parts of this series, we're going to talk about the channels that there are, uh, and this is where me and Harry are going to roll through these today. And during the show, I want you to be thinking about how these channels can relate to your business. If you want this cheat sheet or this document that me and Harry are working from, we actually created it as part of a... Uh, a, a live training workshop for our community of trade professionals. So we have this as a PDF. If you want that, all you need to do is go into the Facebook group and request it. And as soon as one person requests it in the Facebook group, we'll make it as a doc in the Facebook group for everyone to download. To find the group, just head over to Facebook, search for Startup Diary Club. Join the group. It's full of some amazing entrepreneurs and people trying to do some cool shit. Get in there, grab the dock, and then just take part. The more you add into that group, the more you'll get out of it. So today's show is going through, as Harry pointed out, 19 different channels. There's 19 channels that we want to talk about in terms of where you can get in front of potential customers. And then you need to be thinking about how does this relate to my business? Moving on from this, we're going to then talk about the bullseye framework. How do you learn to prioritize these channels? Mm-hmm. Moving from there and you've prioritized them, the next step is how do you track these channels to measure the impact? So the goal is simple. Look at the channels, work out how it can relates to your business, then prioritize them in terms of the lowest cost for the highest impact. And there's a measuring system of how to do that with a super helpful spreadsheet provided by Traction. We've got a copy of it. Cool. You can get it too in the group. From there, it's a case of how do you rotate through this bullseye framework to make sure that you are finding something that is the highest impact for your business, lowest cost. Find something that works, stack it into your marketing, and then bring something else in from the rest of the channels. So hopefully, by the end of sort of 6, 12, 18 months of iterating, you will have a marketing funnel that works for you. And the key thing is about marketing funnels, guys, is when one of them dries out, which it will... there's a limited amount of plumbers that we can attract through Facebook ads. The cost will just keep going up over time is you need to know this process so you can learn how to go out, test the new channel, see if it works, see if it's meaningful and then bring it into your actual overall marketing strategy. Harry, are you ready to get into this? We're going to try and rattle through these 19 channels, guys. We're going to give you the channel, the definition and then an example during you listen to the show, don't be passive. Think about actively how this can affect your business. One thing I recommend is after you hear one of the channels, pause the show and then work out what you could do for your business. Get that muscle working. Think about how it can impact your business. Make a note, get a pen and paper, pull over, do this at your desk. This is an activity show. I don't want it to be boring for you, and this will set you up ready for the following shows. Harry?
1: Oh, baby. So the first one is viral marketing. Give us that definition. The definition, according to our notes, of viral marketing is a process where your users and customers bring you new users and customers without you having to advertise or market to those new customers. And this is like the holy grail, okay?
0: In terms of what you want is your customers bringing you new customers because if one customer that you win brings you another one customer, in theory, you can imagine what would happen. You get new customers without spending a penny. This is really hard to do. And I've just realized that our examples of this are very specific, I believe, (laughs) for trades professionals, but it will give you an idea of how we're trying to tie it into small business owners, the people that we support and look after. So an example is a video you've made on the importance of carbon monoxide testers hits an emotional chord and Facebook fans and their friends start to hit share. So this is about, we've created some content that that is so valuable for the users on the platform that they on their own right choose to share it, which means you don't need to pay for it to get the distribution. And obviously the goal of this would have been all about views and brand awareness. So that is an example. Another example, just to try and make, I will try and throw some more more examples in. Another example of this might be something like Hotmail back in the day. When you set up a Hotmail account, Uh, the footer of every email it would be this email is sent by Hotmail click here to create your free email account that was their way of virally getting in front of new users the more emails one person sent the more people that got in front of it introduced them Mm. to the brand and then you've got some old classics like uh, actually I'm not going to go into all of them all guys go and search for viral marketing examples that is step one number two PR public relations Public relations is the practice of reaching out to magazines, newspapers, blogs, and other media outlets to have them feature a story about your company or product.
1: An example would be you complete a piece of work for your for a charitable cause uh, and it, it has it featured in a local newspaper. 100%. On the front page of local times.
0: The Tamworth News, where we're based, all Whoa. the readers... <laughs> So guys, don't forget one top tip here is PR. You think it's hard to get PR, it's really, really easy because there's two parts to every media company. There's the one that's trying to sell advertising and the one that's trying to put news articles in there. They need stuff to write about every day, every week, every month. And if they've got a website, they've got free real estate. Reach out, they wanna write about stuff. They want to feature people because you're gonna make their job easier. Get hold of the editor, make their life a little bit
1: easier. Cool. Harry? Unconventional PR. That's an interesting one. Unconventional PR means anything you could do that would result in a huge amount of publicity without you having to make an effort for it to spread, even if that publicity is negative.
0: So I'm going to. Dicey. Uh, very dicey. This is the one that I always say tread carefully. Um, and I can't remember the name of the company, but you guys are smart enough to find out on Google there was a new payment processor that was trying to make an impact on the market. And then what they decided to do with their marketing spend was get a massive massive ice cube massive ice cube Mm -hmm. dropped outside of PayPal's HQ and they took a photo of it and it says we don't freeze your account bit punchy bit edgy unconventional way to get press but you can imagine everyone wrote about it it was so Mm. out there so outlandish that the news the press were like holy shit there's this 25 ton whatever the size of it was ice cube outside of PayPal's because this company is going toe to toe with PayPal and they're Point of differences we don't freeze your accounts like paypal do a good example of unconventional pr on the two pr fronts guys it's a fantastic book go and go and grab it it's a by a chap called ryan holiday i believe it's called trust me i'm lying it's about how he builds a pr engine working from literally the smallest blogs and the smallest blog writer writes it. And Mm. then he goes into bigger blogs, then he goes into local news. And it's a stepping stone effect that when some people write about something, the larger organizations feel like they're missing out. So if you work from the bottom up, this was featured in these 17 blogs, guys. You should write about it. This was featured in these 14 local newspapers. The national should write about it. It should be on TV. Work your way up, great book if you care about PR. SEM, search engine marketing ads that you see above and alongside search results suggesting certain sites related to the keywords you plugged in that might not be the
1: top ranked websites basically you run paid ads on Google where you pay per click to generate traffic to your website
0: we all know those adverts we all know what it is uh, the top organic results are getting pushed further and further down the page
1: yeah it's like a it's a good flick of the screen before you see any genuine results
0: So that is what you're paying for. You're paying to be before the flick.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Some pay extra. Um, Social
0: and display ads. Ads that you run on social networks and often have the added benefit of targeting certain demographics, interest, pages, people have liked and much more, which you can't do via a search engine. So search engines work via keywords, social networks, you can target based on everything down to I like the page, expert trades or what's your shoe brand that you like if you want to give them a plug Vivo so I can see Harry likes Vivo so I'm going to create a new shoe brand so I'm going to target him with some ads for soulless Vivos whatever it is <laughs> Harry what's any examples that you've got for this
1: uh, you run targeted Facebook ads to local homeowners who have just changed home to introduce your business and services solid one for a trade if you're a trade yeah. professional listen to this people when they move
0: house renovate so you could target someone on Facebook who's just changed their address prime opportunity for yourself. What's the next one, Harry?
1: Offline ads. These are ads that are physical. Offline ad prices have reduced with the growth of digital, but one negative is the ability to track their effectiveness. I'm not a fan of billboards
0: and bits like that because... I think awareness is great, but the point that you just made, Harry, is they're very hard to track. Um, So one example of that is you pay for a quarter page in your local directory. That directory will tell you we get circulated to 50,000 readers. You don't know how many people actually get it. You don't know how many people flick to page Mm. 147 where your advert is. And very few people know how to track it, which is something we're going to get onto in the future. There is a way to track Uh, offline ads but you have to do it properly to understand how you're getting a return because it is pretty expensive
1: and I think it depends on the business as well because I'm just thinking of what comes through my my, like I'm thinking of flyers and leaflets I get loads of leaflets come through the door most of them go straight into the bin things that don't go into the bin takeaways takeaway (laughs) takeaway menus um, taxi business cards because okay. you always need a local taxi no Uber where we um, are my brother
0: said to me the other day I so met him at a pub on Monday night and he was uh, like I'll just get an Uber up I'm like we're in SWAD like, <laughs>
1: there's no Ubers in SWADling code. Um and, and then like local trades like some of them I do keep hold of because in case you need for example a plumber so I think even though like a billboard is very nebulous because it's just this thing that's in a space and you're yep. not sure how many people see it something like flyer in people's houses if it's a local service you provide, probably does have a bit more value to it because, oh, well, this guy's from my area. Obviously, ser- services people in the area going to keep that to one side just in case I need it in the future.
0: 100%. And when we get onto a future show, is we'll talk about stuff like adding a specific URL on that flyer or a different phone number yeah. to actually see how many times does my phone ring from the flyer that I've just delivered to 5,000 addresses. Cool. Or we'll pay someone else to do it. Yeah. Uh, yes, definitely. Everyone knows a... Niece or someone that they can pay twenty quid. <laughs> There's five thousand flyers. Get these delivered fast. Search engine optimization SEO. Uh, we all know what this is. This is the definition is the practice of increasing the quantity and quality of traffic to your website through organic search results. This is the unpaid. What's up, Harry?
1: I was going to say not to be confused with um, pay per click. Basically, um, search engine marketing because a lot of people will get phone calls especially our members they'll have a website and say oh it's not performing well and then someone will call up saying I can get you to the top page of Google what they're, what they're saying is we'll pay per click and get you on the top but that's a very short term when you're paying it works as soon as you stop paying it disappears SEO is a lot deeper and it's beyond my pay grade. And it's harder. <laughs> uh,
0: and it's harder to do, to be honest. It's it's a longer term <clears throat> approach. It's about creating a website that's an authority in your space mm. that people go to, click, read, click in deeper. And Google goes, this is a cool website. It's answering people's questions. Um, it's harder to do, but the it's like this flywheel effect. is. Uh, it's hard to get moving, but as you get it moving, it, it pays dividends mm. in the long run. Um, Examples of that? You create a blog post that is published on your website that targets a keyword relevant to your business. So, an example for us would be um, websites for trades professionals. Pretty sure we've ranks for one spots, one, two, three, and four on Google probably right now because. Um, Danny and that team they're absolute ninjas uh, so what we want to do is when a tradesperson and very few people do put that search term in to be honest uh, but when a tradesperson goes in and goes websites for plumbers or websites for trades uh, we want us to rank number one in Google uh, and SEO is a big uh, driving force of what we're doing with Tool Talk which is our product review site and Verified which is our new trade directory in the UK if you're based in the UK guys I'm going to plug it right now if you're based in the UK I've never done this on the show before uh, but we're launching a trade directory if you want to find a local qualified reputable trade that isn't paying subscription fees and lead fees So your prices are not inflated. Try Verified Trades coming to you February 2019.
1: Anyway, Harry, that's my plug. What's next? Content marketing. Content marketing is the process of creating content that your customers would be interested in, distributing it for free or at a low price, and then using that content to draw people to your site where they'll hopefully activate as new users or customers. 100%.
0: Guys, this is where you've all seen on Facebook, which is, Uh, Top five things that agencies need to know about building a successful business, click here to download. They want your email address, because from their email address, they're going to send you some more stuff, and then eventually they're going to try and get you on a phone call and then sell you a product. This is part of the sales and marketing funnel, starts off by big brand marketing, get you into the funnel, work you down the funnel to a point where they warm you up as a lead to the point that they can sell you. Got an example here, which is, again, for a trade, you create a series of eBooks to help your customers. Beginner's Guide to Making Your Home Smart and How It Will Save You Money. So this is like a gas engineer who wants to start selling, like the thermostats we've got on the wall, Nest products, Honeywell products. So they go, actually, I want people thinking about smart tech. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to create a guide that says, top five gadgets that you could have in your house today so you can control your heating from Mm. blah, blah, blah. Someone downloads it, you get their information, then you email them and say, hey, John, saw you download this. You're interested in tech. Can I come around and talk to you about installing some tech in your house? Simple as that. Business is easy, guys. Only joking. Email (laughs) marketing. It's super hard to get this right, but we're going to go through how you can test it. Email marketing, guys, not spam. We're not talking about spamming people. Definition is communicating to your customers slash leads via email. Many marketers believe email marketing is dead, but it can still be highly effective if done
1: correctly. Harry. So an example of that would be you send out an offer to your existing customer base when you launch a new service. Completely agree. Like we've... We've all got those
0: emails like ASOS and Etsy and whatever, I don't know why yeah. I'm on an Etsy list, by the way, I keep getting emails from them. I've unsubscribed like seven times. Have uh, you got
1: hand carved wooden Nothing, statuettes. never ordered anything off Etsy in my life.
0: Don't know how they got me email address, but they did. And guys, what we're not talking about is scraping data and spamming people. Firstly, we're talking about you have existing customers. Are you communicating them with what you, we have 500 website customers. When we launch a new feature or a new product that we can upsell people, we
1: email them all, easy. Cool. Um, And would you'd link that back to the content marketing. So like the example you used to download the PDF for how to make your home smarter, Mm -hmm. which you'd then technically be using email marketing to contact those people again saying, hey, I saw you were interested in this. We've got an offer on at the moment. 100%. Discounted thermostats.
0: Awesome point. So the content (coughs) marketing play is to get the email address and then you move them into an email marketing play, which is actually let's warm these guys up so I can Mm. get them ready to start spending some dollars. Dollars? Anyway. Big dollar. <laughs> engineering as marketing. This is an interesting one. Engineering products that provide value to your target market to draw new users or customers to your
1: site. So the example of this one, Harry, what have we got? Uh, so the example here is you build a how much can I save on my heating tool on your website? So this is a actually a really good example for a, for a gas engineer, which is I want
0: people thinking about saving money on their gas. They might need a new boiler. So if you put your information there, how many bedrooms have you got? How many bathrooms have you got? What's your postcode? I'll find the local energy provider's prices. Put it in here. Here's what we could save you with this new boiler. So what you're doing is adding value to a customer before you're actually selling them something. A good example of this would be moz.com. So moz.com is an SEO... um, SaaS product, so you can sign up and you can track your keywords and your rankings and all this okay. stuff. It created something called a website grader. So you'd put your website address in, and it would basically scan your website and go, "Cool, you haven't got H1 tags, you're missing meta tags, you're missing all this stuff." And you put your email address in to download a report. So their engineering department, their developers have said, "We could build this really cool tool." Mm. And their sales and marketing have gone, "That's cool. What we need you to do is don't give it away completely for free to get the report." make someone put their email address in. So what we'll have is this free product that everyone puts their email address in to download it and then we'll move them into the sales and marketing form of the business.
1: Um, Harry. Next, we've got targeting blogs. Some may say that this should sit under PR, but this deserves its own spot. This involves reaching out to bloggers in your niche who have similar audiences to you uh, and then to ask them to feature content on their website about your business. Benefits in two ways. Guys,
0: if you're targeting a blog, uh, someone already has an existing audience what you're trying to do is get distribution to their audience step one raise your brand awareness step two is get a link back to your website which taps into SEO so you want to go out to a blog and say hey we've got the you Harry you write about uh you've got a great blog about audio equipment and podcasting. Mm -hmm. So I go, Harry, what I want to do is I want to write you an article on your website, which is the nine things that I've learned about building a top 20 business podcast in the UK. And you go, that sounds great for my audience. You put it on your blog, it gets my name out there, and I go, all I need is a link back to my website as part of that. And you go, that's cool, I get it, you want to get some SEO juice, and we have a deal, you get content, I get a link, and everyone wins the best type of deal. Anyway, let's move on to (laughs) deals, which is business development. Uh, Business development is the process of establishing partnerships and agreements with other companies to promote each other's
1: products or services. uh, So the example of this would be, again, for our trade audience you enter a partnership with a local plumber where you recommend each other when relevant. Commercial you deal. You scratch my back, I scratch yours.
0: No one's got any itches. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully. So, guys, think about your business. If you, if you, get, let's just take an example. Um, looking at my desk right now, struggling. I sell calculators <laughs> <laughs> it's the only thing I, I, the look of
1: <laughs> disappointment on your face when right? it was the, the closest thing
0: I sell calculators so I go actually okay so I sell calculators who else <laughs> Uh, who do I sell them to? Predominantly, I'm selling them to uh, schools. Kids. Kids need... Carry- I'm going down this road. Right. I'm carrying on. I'm powering through. Kids uh, doing the GCSEs and doing the school need a calculator. They need a smart tech calculator that does cosine and all that good stuff. So I go, okay, so what else are kids buying for school? So I go, actually, what I'm going to do is I'm going to go to the, the school uniform shop. So the, the the shop that sells the school uniforms, you've got one in your local town. I go, listen, guys. You guys sell uniforms. You don't, <laughs> you don't sell calculators. So how about this? Is on my website, when I sell a calculator, I will send them a link. <laughs> to, uh, Harry, hold it together. I will send them a link to the shop. <laughs> He's joking on water. I'm going to power through. You can hear him cough in the background. This is getting messy. Anyway, so you send them the link. You sell them a calculator. And he goes, hey, by the way, you get 5% off at your local schoolware shop. You walk into the schoolware shop and they've got this thing. They've got this point of sale on the stand that says, "Hey, did you know that we sell calculators supported by AdamCallosCalculators.com?" <laughs> he's gonna go, guys. He's gone. He's exited the building. I am going to power through. I think that made him chuckle too much. He has a two-liter bottle of water, and I'm trying to keep this down to the next six minutes because we're on a time frame. I have meetings to do. Next is sales. Sales is the process of directly reaching out to potential customers or answering incoming inquiries. Guys, this is the hard graph. This is the outbound work that you need to do when building a business. Harry has returned. Harry, we're just in sales. I'm going to give the definition. I've done the definition. I'm going to give you the example. Your business offers commercial services, and you pick up the yellow pages and start dialing. Guys, The tradition of sales is not dead. Everyone wants to move to technology. Everyone wants to make things scalable and digital. Pick up the damn phone and speak to customers. If you're new to business, pick up the phone and speak to people. The things that they say, no thank you, not my... All the rebuttals, all the reasons that they say they don't need your service will be a great learning curve. If you're scared of picking up the phone, get a day job. If you can't pick up the phone and you're a founder, there's a problem. Pick up the phone and try and target someone. Do sales. Out of everything you do out of these channels, I want sales to be the one that you literally... Pick up the phone today and call five people that could be a customer of your business and say, hey, John, have you got five minutes for me? I can see that you're in this space and we've built this cool product. I would love to get your feedback. Maybe you'll become a customer, but worst of all is I'll learn a few things. Harry, what's next?
1: Affiliate programs. By the way, the water literally went down into my lungs. So affiliate programs, they are a way for you to reward your existing customers and evangelists uh, for spreading the word about your service. Team shocked I use that word, Harry. Huh? (laughs) The reason
0: I wanted to use the word evangelist when I was giving this definition for this is the people that are going to spread your company and do the work to support your affiliate program are normally the people that care deeply about your products or service. Um, Or you've just got an amazing reward program. So the way to think about this is Dropbox as an example. You don't need Mm -hmm. to love Dropbox, but if you were using it, if I invited Harry to Dropbox, I would get 250 megabytes. They would get 250 megabytes. It's a way to bring <coughs> new users into the platform. Um, so potentially,
1: like an advocate program, then as well. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, like coupons and bits like that. Uh, a way to reward people for bringing into your product. Um, I'm trying to think of another example. Uh, PayPal did it back in the day, which is like if I invite <coughs> you to get a PayPal account. We both get £10 or $10 in our account to spend on paper.
1: Well, something that probably a lot of people see nowadays with that kind of thing about it is Amazon has a... I think anyone can literally sign up to an Amazon yeah, affiliate program. So on YouTube, for example, a lot of people link the gear that they use. Like they, they don't even talk about the gear that they use. They're just doing the videos on, I don't know, whatever it may be. But at the bottom, it's like the gear I use and then Amazon short links. So they get a Because they getting anywhere from like
0: <clears throat> 2 to 8% kickback from Amazon. When you click that and you buy it, Amazon's mm-hmm. saying, hey, thanks for bringing me the traffic and the order. Here's a few shillings yep. for you. Existing platforms. There are a number of existing platforms that target your ideal customers. So if we pull this back to the trade space, so you can then, as a trade professional, you can sign up to somewhere like Rated People or MyBuilder, people that are already advertising to your customers and sit between you and your customers. There's normally people that sit in the middle. These guys are marketing and sales companies. If you want some fast work, these are the places that you can only go to sign up because they're already speaking to your target customers. I'm um, Trying to think of an example outside of the trade space, Harry. Existing platforms. eBay, <clears> I guess, <throat> to be honest. Like if you're trying to sell trinkets, like you don't need to go and build a website and run PPC. You can go to eBay. Etsy. Etsy. Pulling it back. <laughs> nice throwback there. Uh, yeah, you can go to these existing platforms where people are already paying attention, your Gumtree, all these places where already have an existing audience. You don't need to go and build that yourself. Tap into that to start with, build the business, and then worry about building your own website and selling direct and saving those extra percentages. Harry, what's next?
1: Next, we have trade shows. We spoke about these on a previous episode. Trade shows are a great place to engage with a high volume of potential customers, partners in a short amount of time, uh, trade shows provide opportunities to get direct access to press companies in your industry.
0: So I like this, I'm not going to talk about this too much. We just did a show on trade shows of how we got £10,000 worth of trade show space completely for free. I think trade shows are overpriced unless you do them right. You've got a lot of people under one roof, not just your customer side, for us, a potential client side so we can extract the value from a trade show by doing it that way. Have a look at what's in your space and just make some calls, see how much it is. Go back and listen to that show because it might educate you on how you can potentially rock up at a trade show Mm. and not pay for the stand. Offline events. Offline events allow you to engage directly with your potential customers and build relationships quickly to promote your business on a more personal level. Example of this, Harry?
1: Yep, so trade, a lot of trades do local um, business networking groups in their areas. So this would be an example of that because they basically all get together and they share, share the services and kind of the different approaches they've been taking to win more business and pass that on to other people I'm really struggling <laughs> I'm going to pick
0: this up for him 100% there's groups out there and if you're in the UK you've probably heard of something like called the BNI group mm. so what these are are local meetups they meet once a week and the goal is super simple meet, shake hands introduce yourself build some trust and then pass work between each other um, the way that we use it as expert trades is less about selling to our customers and more about just building the relationships uh, to use that term that Harry looked at me weird last time it's huge value to press the flash like you want to just shake (laughs) don't (laughs) joke you just want to shake someone's hand it makes a big difference um, because we're predominantly a digital company and if you are too what you need to do is get out of your office speak to your customers Mm. meet them face to face and you'll really have a better understanding of who they are why they like you and stuff they don't like Uh, they'll tell you in person and it's It's odd when you meet people in person because you can have the most verbal annoying customer type in messages and then we, you know who I'm talking about.
1: As soon as, Uh. it's it's multiple people, there's there's so much lost. It's what we were saying in a previous show um, when when speaking to clients, unless you're in the room with someone speaking to them face to face, there's so much that's lost in body language. Uh, If it's over the phone, body language, if it's in written words, like tone is completely missed so yep. something that might have just been from their point of view a passing comment can come across as frustration with something or, or whatever it may be so when you get to see and speak to people and press their flesh you get to know how they actually speak and, and you understand Then, neck for example in my case whenever I read communications from certain people now I actually hear their voice yep. and understand that that's I understand how they're actually saying the email that 100
0: for example and that's the thing is like what you might consider as someone getting really uh, uh, annoyed aggressive or aggy about something when you meet them in person it might come across as they just really care like guys mm. just get this right because i oh, i love what you do just fix this thing
1: um which is a problem to have next we have speaking engagements speaking engagements allow you to directly share the core messaging of your business and are great for personal development
0: example of this is you attend a community <laughs> event and speak about the importance of a service that you offer. Uh, let's just say let's throw Rob Twelve's in here like he's the networker, who? he's the guy his <laughs> um, face is everywhere, he crushes <laughs> PR <laughs> who? Uh, like he's the guy that he should be going out to local network events and saying guys here's the five things that you need to know about e-commerce trends this year because he's going to go and build someone a Magento website off the back end of it um, go and build yourself as an authority it builds trust they respect you and it, you're a sort of port of call to go to and that's sort of how we won that the show that we just recorded mm. uh, the reason I had a meeting last night with a potential client is because I stood up in front of 550 people and said stay relevant or go out of business some people liked it A lot of people liked it, some people disliked it. Uh, And it's a case of actually that guy, I wanna speak to him a little bit more. It's a way to leverage your time and build some trust faster.
1: Uh, And then the final one, and I know you're a big, big advocate of, and it's kind of the foundation of expert trades, and that's community building. Community building is identifying the connections slash network you currently have and utilize those relationships to identify new opportunities and gain more work.
0: You hit the nail on the head. We've built our business purely on community and the way that we differentiate what we do is unlike every other business in our space, they have customers, we have a community. Mm -hmm. Yes, we sell them stuff but we care more deeply about the transactional element of it because we know longer term that's the moat around our business is we might not always be best in class at what we're building. Our office package three years ago was not best in class we are moving towards getting it best in class but by having people that know like and trust us and believe we have the right intentions means they're not going to go and swap product just because the next product becomes 5% cheaper that's the power of a community Mm. guys there are 19 channels that we've just spoken about and hopefully you've taken our advice and paused it and gone through it if you want this doc go to Facebook search for Startup Diary Club join the group First person to request it, then I'll make it a public doc available in the group for everyone to download. This is going to be a three, potentially a four-part series as we move through how you use these channels in your business. Identify high-impact areas. Then you can go through the exercise of testing to see what works on a small scale. Find the winners. That's the center of the bullseye that we're going to talk about. Find the winners. Scale that up and keep them there as you stack other marketing things on top. Guys, this has been the Start our podcast. Anything left from you, Harry?
1: If you have any questions, you can just email questions at startupdiary.club.
0: And on that note, leave us a review. If you got this far, we're adding value. We're trying to get to 150. For Sorry for nearly, I didn't even move, by the way. I didn't even like come to rescue. I was like, he'll be fine. Guys, leave us a review. We're trying to get to that 150 mark uh, by the end of Jan. That means we need 13 more reviews in the podcast app on apple head over hit five stars let us know where you listen to the show why you listen to the show plug your business it would mean the world to me and harry it's what motivates us to keep doing the show three times a week on that note stay around subscribe see you on the next episode of the start of diary podcast